Welcome to Matthew's World of Wine and Drink, an educational podcast dedicated to teaching you all about the wines of the world, the different grape varieties, the different regions, and the history and culture of wine. In this episode, the focus is on Semillon, an historic and extremely important grape variety, but one that isn't too fashionable now, certainly not compared to what it was in the mid-20th century, and plantings around the world have declined quite considerably. And that's a shame because it produces high-quality wine and quite diverse styles of wine. And maybe that's why it's not as fashionable as it should be, because it's hard to pinpoint its identity. Sometimes it's made on its own. Sometimes it's made into dry wine. Sometimes it's made into sweet wine. Sometimes it's blended with Sauvignon Blanc. And sometimes it's the main component in the blend. And sometimes it's a minor component in a blend. And so, for instance, in South Africa, historically, it was very important. It might not just be a small percentage in a blend, so it gets a little bit lost in terms of identity, though still adding quality. And also, in Australia, it's made for a very high-acid, low-alcohol wine, which develops a strong tertiary smoky aromas as it develops. So many different styles, many ways in which it's used, different grape varieties it's blended with, and everything from dry to sweet, from full-bodied to light-bodied. Maybe that's one reason why um, it's fallen in popularity, but definitely a great variety that needs to be known about. And for wine geeks like us, it's always of interest to taste wines from Semillon. And we'll look at the different regions in which it's grown, uh, most importantly Bordeaux, but also Australia, those are the two most, um, and Hunter Valley, those are the two most important areas for Semillon. We'll also look at California, Washington, and South Africa, where the grape variety um, is not necessarily hugely important, but there are some interesting wines made from Semillon um, on its own or in blends. So the attributes of Semillon, it's a mid-ripening grape with moderate vigour, and varied yields, really depending on the vineyard. But it is well suited to gravel soils, which is why um, it works on the left bank of Bordeaux, in Grave, Pessac Lyonien, and of course in Sauterne, for sweet styles of wine. And also its big berries, which are golden in colour, are susceptible to rot. And that can be a bad thing if the rot um, develops before the grapes have got fully ripe, and so that will affect the quality of the wine and also the level of yields. But it can also be a good thing, or even a great thing, if that rot happens after the grapes have got fully ripe for the production of sweet wines affected by botrytis. And one reason why the popularity of Semillon, or the plantings of Semillon, have fallen over the years is that sweet wine has become less and less popular. Uh, people have become accustomed to dry wines. And so the wines of Sauterne, although they are extremely prestigious and expensive, are not widely purchased by consumers. So Semillon becomes less important in that regard, even though it's possible to make very good dry wine. The um, other reason why Semillon may have fallen in plantings is because Sauvignon Blanc is so globally popular that plantings have increased in Bordeaux and consumers recognise that great variety and are much more familiar with it than they are with Semillon. So it's become a little bit um, cast aside, but it's still extremely important. And at its best, it produces absolutely fabulous wines. And these can be full-bodied, especially when the grapes get fully ripe, uh, quite fatty, waxy and oily. So Semillon has quite a lot in common with Sauvignon Blanc, but it is um, fuller-bodied and you have these really waxy, oily aromas, which are characteristic of Semillon. But we'll look at the different styles as we go through the different regions, because winemaking really does change 
these styles of Semillon. So Semillon is a French grape. There's nearly 12,000 hectares planted in France, which makes it the fifth most planted white grape variety. Almost all of it is in southwest France, and particularly Bordeaux, which is the region we associate Semillon with the most. And particularly in Sauterne, and up until the 1700s, the only mentions of um, Semillon were in Sauterne, and it wasn't found anywhere else as far as we know, until it did spread uh, throughout Bordeaux. The name Semillon probably comes from Saint-Emilion, and just the local pronunciation and very similar looking and spelt words, but it's not really grown in Saint-Emilion, so it's a bizarre connection to name it after that village, which was famous for Merlot, when Semillon probably comes from Sauterne. So slightly strange, but that seems to be the etymology. And up until the 1960s, in Bordeaux, Semillon was the most planted grape variety, and there was more white wine made than there was red wine, which seems strange now, that's only 50 years ago, and we don't really associate Bordeaux with white wine, but with red wine. And this is that this change happened because Bordeaux producers are very conscious of market trends, and they realized that red wine was becoming more popular. So in replanting grape varieties, which is just a natural, regular occurrence, instead of replanting white grape varieties, they replanted black grape varieties, such as Cabernet Sauvignon, particularly on the left bank, and Merlot, particularly on the right bank, and in Entre-de-Mer. And so that's why um, some of the appellations are kind of a bit contradictory. So Entre-de-Mer is the big appellation in the middle of Bordeaux between the two rivers, and it's a white wine only appellation. And that's because in the 1930s, when these appellations were created, there was much more white wine production than there was red wine. So it's quite natural to make Entre-de-Mer a white only appellation. But now there's a lot of Merlot planted in the Entre-de-Mer region, but the wines cannot be labelled as red wine or, or Merlot, and so they go into generic Bordeaux AC. So that gives an instance of how white wine used to be extremely important in Bordeaux, both commercially and for quality, but it has declined over the last 50 years, and now about 90% of wine made in Bordeaux is red. Plantings of white grape varieties have increased slightly over the last 15 years. I think the historic importance of white wine in Bordeaux gives an indication that quality white wine can still be made, and producers are beginning to realise about that, but it's still a small portion of wines produced. Also, a lot of these new plantings of white grape varieties are Sauvignon Blanc, particularly in Entre-de-Mer. And that, of course, is because Sauvignon Blanc is so globally popular. So rather than planting with Semillon, which historically was very important, it's Sauvignon Blanc. So for entry-level white wine in Bordeaux, from Entre-de-Mer, for instance, the wines are often 100% Sauvignon Blanc. Used to be blends, but now having that Sauvignon Blanc identity is important commercially. Going into a slightly higher quality region like Grave, which is on the left bank, which has gravel soils, hence the name Grave, which Semillon is suited to, there might be a bit more Semillon planted, but again, Sauvignon Blanc has become more dominant than it once was historically. Going into a really high quality region like Pesac Lyonian, which is the north part of the Grave appellation, and is a, a suburb of Bordeaux, the city, there is going to be more Semillon. And these wines are fuller-bodied, richer, maybe aged in oak. They can be very, very expensive, and age-worthy, and highly prized. And these wines are generally extremely good. So you can get good Pesac Lyonian for between $30 to $40, 
but there are wines which will cost hundreds of dollars as well because of the high quality and the reputation. And it's probably this region where you really get a sense of the historic importance of Semillon. But even here, it will still be blended with Sauvignon Blanc. And sometimes Sauvignon Blanc now is actually the dominant grape variety in the blend. It really depends on the producer and their plantings. But whatever the blend, it's very different from a Sauvignon Blanc that's really herbaceous with no oak. These are oak-aged wines which have a similarity to white burgundy. But blending is important because Semillon in Bordeaux produces full-bodied wines which are quite fatty and may lack a bit of freshness, especially for aging. So adding Sauvignon Blanc to the blend adds a herbaceous quality, which it shares with uh, Semillon to a certain extent. The Sauvignon Blanc is much more herbaceous, but Semillon has similar characteristics, so it's a natural complementary fit. But Sauvignon Blanc will also have naturally higher acidity, so it brings freshness to the blend. And Semillon and Sauvignon Blanc are genetically very close, so it's logical to blend them together. So those are the dry wines of Bordeaux. So Entre de Mer, maybe $10, Grave, maybe 20 and then Pessac, 30 and much, much higher, giving an indication of the quality of those wines. But of course, Bordeaux is not just famous for dry white wine, it is famous for sweet white wine, particularly in the appellations of Sauterne and Barzac. And these lie on the, the southern tip of um, Grave, where conditions are humid because of the local rivers. And this is ideal for the development of noble rot, which, as I've mentioned, Semillon is particularly susceptible to. And these wines will still usually have Semillon as the dominant grape variety for the, the sweet style. And maybe a traditional blend, or even a contemporary blend, would be 80% Semillon and 20% Sauvignon Blanc. So blended together for the same reasons, because Semillon has that fatty quality, full-bodied quality, that's ideal for the unctuousness of Sauterne, which is a sweet wine of around about 120 grams per litre of residual sugar. So Semillon getting the noble rot, having that fatty full-bodied style is just ideal for the sweet wines of Sauterne and Barzac and um, some of the other lesser known appellations for sweet wine. In these blends there might also be a little bit of muscadel which adds some aromatics to the wines but very rarely more than 5%. It's Semillon which is really the base of the sweet wines of Sauterne and Barzac and Bordeaux. Moving out of Bordeaux there's also Bergerac. And so Bergerac is directly east of Bordeaux a uh, slightly drier climate because it's further inland, but not dissimilar in terms of um, growing conditions and temperatures. And in Bergerac there are similar styles to Bordeaux, both uh, red and white, but also sweet. And so a dry Bergerac is going to be very similar to, I would say, a wine from Grave more than Pessac Lyonnais, not quite as rich or complex, but still having that waxiness from Semillon and herbaceousness from Sauvignon Blanc. So these can be good value alternatives. So you can get a very good quality white Bergerac for $20 that might cost 30 or 40 in uh, Bordeaux. And there's also sweet wine made in Bergerac, again with Semillon Sauvignon Blanc, although Muscadel is, made, is used a little bit more in Bergerac, in, and particularly in Montbazillac, which is the, mo the, the better known sweet wine appellation in Bergerac, where quality has improved greatly over the last 30 years due to better vineyard management and also better winemaking. Botrytis may not be as developed as it is in Sauterne, although the River Dordogne might, might provide some humidity for Botrytis to develop. 
and there might be more late harvest grapes. So getting the grapes really ripe, lots of sugar build up, still some botrytis influence depending on the year, and this is true of Sauterne as well. It changes from year to year due to the levels of humidity and rain and sunshine and vintage conditions. But Mombasiak you can get for $20 and it can be extremely good quality and age-worthy as well. So Semillon important there. Semillon is planted elsewhere in Europe, but not really of any great importance. So we'll move away from Europe to Australia. And in Australia there's nearly 7,000 hectares planted. So quite significant. It's the second most planted white grape variety in Australia, although nowhere near as high as Chardonnay, which is the most planted. And Semillon really has a strong identity in Australia and is made in different styles. The most famous style is Hunter Valley, which is just north of Sydney, where conditions are warm and humid, although it's near the um, coast, so there is a, a Mediterranean-style influence in Hunter Valley. The region is also heavily influenced by inland continental Australia, where storms can come in and really affect growing conditions. And these storms can come in uh, during harvest. So traditionally, semillon planted in Hunter Valley, growers could see the storms coming in from Queensland, and they would immediately st start picking their um, semillon to make sure, and other grape varieties, to make sure they were healthy, weren't affected by the storm, get them into the winery and make the wine. And so, even though Hunter Valley has a warm climate, the style of semillon is very um, distinctive from such a warm climate because picking the grapes early meant that the acidity was still very high and the level of sugars were low, which led to low alcohol, high acid wines, which is not what you'd expect from Hunter Valley. What it also means is that the aromas are quite neutral. So we've talked about Semillon in Bordeaux being fatty, waxy, oily. In Hunter Valley, it's not like that because it's picked so early. And so these wines would be uh, fermented to dryness, put in the bottle, and then drunk. And they were quite simple, high acid, low alcohol wines. So refreshing, but not particularly fruity, or maybe not even that interesting. But then it was discovered that tasting older bottles of Hunter Valley Semillon that had just been put to one side and forgotten about and then opened just to see what they tasted like, the wines had changed completely and had developed lots of tertiary aromas which were really interesting. Smoky, petrol, honeyed, nutty, and given the wine a richness which contrasts with the low alcohol. And so Semillon in Hunter Valley, if it's left to age, it develops all these really interesting, complex tertiary aromas which make the wines completely different from when they're bottled. And if you taste young Hunter Valley Semillon, it's really quite boring. If you taste Hunter Valley Semillon that's 10 years old, it's fascinating, and um, how that development changes, I'm not really sure, but it's an integral part of Hunter Valley Semillon. I'm giving an idea that all these different styles of wine that Semillon can be a part of. The other side of the country is Margaret River, so in Western Australia, uh, by the coast as well, but thousands of kilometers apart. And the style of wine made in Margaret River is quite different from Hunter Valley. Margaret River has generally a similar climate to Bordeaux, and has gravel soils as well. So a lot of similarities with Bordeaux, which is why Bordeaux grape varieties were planted when the region was established in the late 1960s. So it produces extremely good red wine from Cabernet Sauvignon-based wines, but also extremely good white wine uh, from Chardonnay, but also from Semillon Sauvignon Blanc blends. 
so very similar to the left bank of Bordeaux and there are some very good wines made here and because it's a bit windier than Bordeaux uh, rot isn't really an issue and the wines are a bit fresher Bordeaux white uh, Semillon blends with Sauvignon Blanc can be quite full especially with the use of oak in Margaret River they're, they're fresher they're livelier Again, a bit of a contradiction to think of an Australian wine region producing fresher wines than Bordeaux, but that's the style of wine made there, and they are of extremely good quality, as wine in Margaret River generally is. Moving away from Australia to some more, um, so to some regions not particularly associated with Semillon, for example, California, especially in Napa, and there are some old vineyards of Semillon, and some producers have been influenced by working in Australia, so they've done internships or worked at wineries there and then come back and make Semillon, which is a similar style to Hunter Valley, where they pick the grapes a little bit earlier for higher acidity and lower alcohol, and just to see how these wines are going to develop, because these are younger younger producers wanting to experiment and work with grape varieties that, that older producers may ignore. So we'll see how these wines continue to develop. But in Napa, because it's so influenced by Bordeaux, there are similar styles and prices to um, Left Bank Bordeaux, making wines from both Semillon and Sauvignon Blanc. And these wines, quite similar to Bordeaux, though perhaps with higher alcohol, but they have the same richness and full body, the use of oak. Uh, these wines can cost anything from $50 upwards, because it's Napa, and of course quality is going to be very high. Also in the USA is Washington, which producers have told me is ideal for Semillon and uh, Sauvignon Blanc blends just because of the, of the climate. So it's a warm continental climate, so you're going to get the grapes fully ripe, but because of the cool nights, acidity can be retained. Unfortunately, it's not fashionable in Washington to make these Semillon Sauvignon Blanc blends, but there are producers who do so, and they are extremely good. Delisle is an example of a very good and, and uh, wine with a with a broad reputation, people people know about Delisle's uh, Simeon Sauvignon Blanc blend. Definitely recommend trying it. Just a pity that more producers don't follow their lead. And then finally, there's South Africa, where there's over a thousand hectares planted. It used to be extremely important and common across South Africa, which is why some producers like um, Edin Sadi work with Semillon because it's part of South Africa's history. And so there are a number of producers, particularly in Svartland, who look towards the past to create a new future. And Semillon is a small part of that. And there are producers like um, David and Nadia, another of my favorite South African and Svartland producers, who use Semillon in blends with Chenin Blanc and Colombard and other historically important South African grape varieties to create something which tastes a little bit like Bordeaux, but is its own thing, because it's South Africa and it's a different style of blend. Semillon is also used in very good quality regions like Stellenbosch and also Franschuk, which is a bit further inland, but is also a bit wetter as well. And there are some very good examples of Bordeaux-style blends made in these regions. Uh, for example, uh, Vekalaken make a really, really good Semillon Sauvignon Blanc blend. So we've got warmer climates than Bordeaux, but with a coastal influence, which cools conditions a little bit and traps the cool air that makes acidity high, but still having that full body and rich texture. So that is Semillon. Lots and lots of different styles, which is why it's hard to pin down and make and really create a specific identity 
that Sauvignon Blanc has. Plantings have fallen uh, since the mid-20th century in many of the regions where it's historically important. But it means that smaller level of production produces really high quality wine, because those producers who work with Semillon want to really express um, the quality that Semillon is capable of. Often blended with Sauvignon Blanc, because it's genetically very close. Sauvignon Blanc adding freshness and acidity. Making dry wine, making sweet wine, making wines of very different styles from Bordeaux to Hunter Valley. So there's a lot going on with Semillon, which is why it's such an interesting grape variety and it is always fun to try, explore and to find examples of. So th thank you for listening. This is Matthew and this has been Matthew's World of Wine and Drink. Thank you.